in association with nzhikes.co.nz. Welcome to Bushwhacked, not the wrestlers. Lighthearted tales of adventure from the wilds of Aotearoa, New Zealand. Welcome to Bushwhack, not the wrestlers. I'm uh, one host, Pam Clark. Joining me as always is uh, Mark Wilson, you uh, may have noticed. I'm also experimenting with a much more relaxed way to begin the show. Mark, how are you? Oh, I'm just getting a little bit sleepy actually, hearing the uh, mellow tones. But kia ora and namaste to everyone out there. And by myself, I'm just going to speak normally. Um, yep. Yes. And go ahead, sleepy cam. <laughs> uh, just want to emphasize here, this isn't sleepy cam, this is relaxed cam. Just a little format that we're experimenting here with uh, Bushweight, not the restless. Uh, now, a uh, <clears throat> little bit of opening banter. Uh, you might be interested to know, listeners, that um, this is the first time that we're recording an episode where Mark hasn't listened to the full episode before it. Because I uh, I edited it last night, and now uh, we're recording the next morning. So this is new territory for us here at Bushwick, not the wrestlers. Really picking up our game, as opposed to doing a recording and then sometimes up to several months later <laughs> getting on to another one. So you know, yeah, we really we're did take our That's... time with those early episodes, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking because there was one where I talked of snow falling in the hills. And then uh, today, far from snow falling in the hills, there's a Tabami 22 or so degrees outside. Beautiful summer weather to be stuck inside doing a podcast. <laughs> and I told you to close your windows as well. No bird noise. Yeah, noises. and turn off the heat Not pump on. as well. Which turn, is... off, turn off yeah. the air conditioner, heat pump. People won't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, sorry, the air conditioner. <laughs> and uh, just throwing it back at you there, uh, Cam, what's, what's happening in Winnipeg? Uh, well, in Winnipeg, we're actually pretty warm for the season as well. Uh, normally, um, this is like the horrible uh, frozen hellhole of the year. Um, we'd, we'd normally be at like, you know, in that sort of minus 20 at least, right? Uh, but it's about, that's a balmy minus six at the moment. So, yeah, t-shirt weather. And is that having any effect I know there's a river that freezes over, etc. But uh, it's still frozen. But there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of thin ice. But the city does a good job of marking it, so it's still pretty safe. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, well, well. Now, it's uh, time for uh, a segment that we've uh, used a couple of times uh, before. Uh, I'd like to welcome everybody to Research Corner. Welcome to Research Corner. Welcome. All right. Now, I always enjoy that uh, theme song. Now, Mark, the format of Research Corner this week is going to take the form of a debate. Because on the last episode, uh, Russell Crowe was brought up. And uh, the question posed, is he an Aussie or is he a Kiwi? Now, one of us will be answering that uh, he should be considered an Australian. The other one of us, <clears throat> excuse me, 
will be answering uh, that he should be considered a Kiwi. Uh, we have not decided who will be answering uh, which side. Uh, we were going to do that with a coin flip. Uh, Mark, I actually don't have a coin flip. Uh, a co sorry, a coin on me. Do you have a coin handy with you? Uh, well, I can I can do some online banking if that's what you're asking. Oh wait, no. You know what? You know what I've got? I've got a D twenty. We'll use a D twenty. That's perfect. I don't my, even know what that is, but go ahead. Oh, my Dungeons and Dragons dice are right next to me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just looking for an excuse to use that uh, Homer Simpson nerd drop again in the editing process. Nerd! Okay. <laughs> Do you want um, above 10 or below 10? Above. Okay, so you're 11 to 20. I'm 1 to 10. Uh, we'll say... 1 to 10 is uh, Cam Does Aussie. Right. 1 to 10 is Cam Does Aussie. 11 to 20 is Cam Does Kiwi. Right. Okay. And I'm sure I'm involved somehow. Yeah. It's a 4. So that means I am arguing that Russell Crowe is an Australian. You are arguing that he is a Kiwi. Righto. All right. <clears throat> uh, do you want to start? Do you want to start? Right. Yeah, okay. Right. I'll start. Uh, Russell Crowe is absolutely an Australian. Now, here on Research Corner with my extensive research that I did on uh, Wikipedia about this, um, is that uh, he first moved there when he was four. Uh, in fact, it's where he began his acting career, uh, where he received... Uh, one line of dialogue in the Australian series Spy Force at the age of six. Uh, what do you say to that, Mark? Well, I'm going to just refer uh, to the fact that no one in Aotearoa needs to come from Aotearoa. We are an accepting nation, unlike that of Australia, Cameron's nation. And... Uh, where have you come from? Uh, point of information. Uh, it's not. It's not my nation. Uh, I'm just arguing that. Uh, excuse me. Is, is excuse, from, I didn't is talk Australian. when you were talking. Order! Yeah, we need an adjudicator Order! on this. So basically, I've just got one pretty raw point to bring up, and right. it just shows you that Russell Crowe is a smart New Zealand man for. What he did is he bought a rugby league team. Now, those who follow the rugby league down here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and Australia as well. They'll know there's the NRL, and the only New Zealand team in the NRL is the Warriors. So you're probably thinking to yourself, he bought the Warriors. Well, no, no. I said he was a smart person, a smart man. Knows that the Warriors haven't done too well for their entirety, which is now over 20 years. I'm still a diehard fan no matter what. But what he did is he bought an Australian team and that team went on to win the NRL. So that just shows he's intelligent. And he also has a trophy, which unfortunately the Warriors do not have. How does that but possibly sure show that he's, that he's a New Zealander? He would have bought a New Zealand team. We're smart. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> that is the worst argument I've ever heard. <laughs> well, we'll let the people decide. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, I've got another argument for you. All right. right. Uh, he also found his most success in what he's most known for, again, the acting, 
uh, was in Australia with the uh, classic movie Romper Stomper. Okay. Uh, now he moved there permanently at the age of 21. Uh, it's also where he can he considers himself an Aussie because it's where he lives, uh, as proven by the fact that he owns an Australian rugby team, as you said. Also, the world considers him an Australian. Now, have you got any final points that you can make? Yeah, well, I'm one of them as well. Like I consider him Australian uh, since he <laughs> threw a phone at a hotel worker. Like that was him giving up any sort of chance of being a Kiwi. So I'm on your team now. Oh. <laughs> so you're just folding. You're just like, yep, he's an Australian. Yeah, oh, I wanted to be the um, arguing that he was Australian. So, oh, so you got you got this, you didn't get the right side, eh? Yeah. Do you so want to know what uh, what arguments I jotted down for him uh, being a Kiwi? Right, go on. Uh, he's actually Maori, believe it wow. or not. Yeah, he's uh, Nati Paro. <clears throat> so, uh, so he is a Kiwi. He's absolutely a Kiwi because he uh, he has that uh, you know sacred connection to the land, right? Um, also, it's where he was born. Uh, also, he came back and in his formative years from 14 to 21, he went to Auckland Grammar, the prestigious Auckland Grammar, um, arguably the most prestigious uh, boys' school, at least in the country. But uh, really, if we're you know looking this in shades of grey. Really, he's both, isn't he? And uh, you can be just like yourself. Yeah, exactly. Being a Canadian Kiwi. Oh, speaking Canadian of that, Kiwi my Canadian. passport came today. My uh, my first exercise of uh, Canadian citizenship. Canadian passport. Well yeah. Well and we will all wait as Cam sings the national anthem. Take it away. Oh, that was beautiful. Thanks for listening to yeah, me just sing the National stunning. Anthem. Absolutely beautiful. Um, uh, Mark, uh, just can we do the Mark Injury update? It's okay, okay. All right, well, we'll move on to some more positive news. Absolutely, something to put a smile on your face. Uh, and it all involves basically a lot of physiotherapy. So not much has changed since the last recording, apart from just more things to do. So more stretching... Uh, more exercises, very basic exercises, but it is something. And the stretching thing is massive. For those uh, people out there that have got injured and are looking for a slightly easier alternative, uh, getting into a pool is amazing how much different it is. And you just feel a little bit more comfortable, more confident, uh, as if you fall over, you're in water, so you're not going to fall very far. Uh, just still, though, at the moment, school holidays, so... The pools are quite busy, and uh, part of my regime routine has become dodging kids that are flying in from all different angles. Uh, and another thing that's happened just recently um, is my parents bought a dog, a little puppy, which is a wide-haired Jack Russell, and the idea was for me to just sort of help out raising it, but of course me not doing much and them living a active life um, it's really become my dog and then we've basically done a negotiation where <laughs> eventually i'm going to take him home and um, he is officially my dog oh, and i've yeah. really now understood uh, people that have comfort animals now when i traveled to see cam in winnipeg um, as soon as i got into lax i just saw a lot more people with comfort animals so dogs and whatnot it's become that more can accepted take. for sure yeah 
yeah, also a lot of it. Like uh, there's there's a lot of uh, piss take about it, but I'm okay with that because then even if some people are exploiting it, the people that need it can still get it. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm fine if some people are going to exploit it. I'm fine because really, what's the big deal? You know, yeah. that's right. Unless it's a dog that's ripping up another dog, but this guy, he's um, nearly a, fully grown. Some sort of savage uh, pit bull, yeah. <laughs> no, well, uh, being a Jack Russell, uh, Ernie is his name, or Ernest, mm-hmm. um, he's going to be about 5 kgs fully grown. He's 4 kgs at the moment. 12 pounds. So, 12 pounds um, for our North American listeners, dude. Yeah, he's, a, he's not very big. He's a handbag dog, but man, he does not act like it. Any dog he finds, he thinks he's a lot bigger than it. And uh, off he goes. Does he attack or does he just bark? No, it kind of just runs up to them to be friends. Oh, yay. That's he's, good. A, he's a lover, not a, not a hater. So um, the problem with that is when he runs into the wrong dog one day. <laughs> but, yeah, no, everything's going well. And, um, awesome, man. Thanks to Ernie getting out there as well, getting walking a lot more. So Well, that's great. It's very good. And also, this is very... Um, very good as far as what today's episode is going to be about because uh, recovery from injury is going to be a very important part of it. So, I mean, if you've got oh, anything oh. else to add, Cameron. Okay, well done. Um, that was quite the segue that you just did. So, uh, no, keep going. Tell us more. Well, you've got to do the, the intro. Oh, oh. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so, Mark, can you please, one more time, in my very newly relaxed persona... Take his All right, folks. Well, to really get your head around what I'm going to be talking about, we need to go back to 2020 and the very start of that year. For it was the very start of that year that everything was functioning normally and I was working on a big old boat. Now, this big old boat was in a very remote location in the beautiful forests of Aotearoa in a fjord, so a magnificent area to be in. And that was what I called my workplace home. Now, on one of the journeys that we had around Patea Doubtful Sound, we made our way out towards the coastline, and that is the Tasman Coast, or Tasman Sea, sorry, and the Fjordland coastline. And that's considered one of the most rugged coastlines out of any in the world. Some believe the second most rugged, second to Cape Horn. So we have a skipper on the boat who he wants to go for that probably 3 to 7% of the passengers that want to see what the open ocean is like. And sometimes he definitely pushed the envelope as we would have up to 10 people losing their lunch and we would be buzzing up to them saying we've got a lot of people with green faces down here can we please turn around but it would be the two or three people out on the bow on the front of the ship having the greatest time of their life (laughs) um, who would like i said be having the greatest time of their life others not so much Uh, that would be me um Um, i I remember and you'll remember this when we used to do school trips to uh, quail island off the coast of Christchurch. I used to love the way that the the boat would sometimes go up and down. Anyway, please continue. Sorry. That's all good. All good. So um, it was while we were on one of these bouncy journeys that the large industrial-sized fridge door latch wasn't latched, 
and that door swung open. That door hit me directly in my ulna or my hip bone. Yeah, yes, refer uh, to episode one, it. listeners. Episode one. Yes, this is all a bit of a recap. Um, fractured the hip and pushed the muscle off the bone. Um, now, what I did is put some ice on it and then sit down for the rest of the night. And then the next day I went home and it sort of revealed what damage I'd done. Little did I know that that was going to change my life quite severely for the next couple of years, along with something that would change everyone's life. And that was, of course, was COVID. Mm -hmm. So COVID put everyone inside. So I felt not as sad, depressed, a little bit down about being bedridden, basically, with this really bad injury to my hip because everyone else was stuck inside. So yeah. it was kind of like, you're all suffering, so it didn't seem as bad. And man, that's um, crazy. You know, you and me, were, were we were both laid up at the same time during COVID, but in different ways. That's right. Yeah, that's one day, right. uh, one day uh, maybe when we're further deep into the podcast, maybe I'll tell my recovery story. It's uh, it's not good for the uh, the kind of the lighthearted tone we're going for the podcast. Though. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. But it shows, folks, that um, it's it's a pretty rough road, the old life, and mm. you've just got to make sure you got the right suspension. Yeah. So anyway. after um, the COVID lockdown, and we're in quite a severe lockdown right away. So a lot of other countries. They kind of went through COVID a bit, and then they started having their real drastic lockdowns, whereas our, uh, our government shut it down straight away, so it was weird. It was sort of, to a lot of people, a lot too quickly. Yes, New Zealand did very great. well. Yeah. Mm, yeah, in the long run, it's turned out amazing. Um, and like I said, it was everyone else getting sent inside when I was already inside. Now, after everyone was set free, I still was in no way a um, full-bodied person who could walk. So I needed to find another way to get into the wild, and that started with my cousin and his little... Suzuki Jimny, which is a, a little vehicle that we're going to save for another episode because the amazing things we've done in that truck, uh, it's been a real life changer because it's got me to these remote locations, which I just cannot walk to at the moment awesome. and are hoping to walk to at some time in the future. So we did a few of these little journeys in the truck, but I wanted that aloneness, that it's quite hard to explain to someone and you just really need to go on a hike in the wild by yourself to really understand what I mean because there's something so special about being in a place which is purely empty of people and full of life such as the birds and the rivers and the waterfalls etc now in other countries it's a lot more difficult so once again putting my uh, New Zealand tourism hat on if you come to New Zealand it's too hard to find a place uh, where you can be by yourself but when I first hurt my hip I thought that was an impossibility without being able to walk for a substantial amount of time so after getting released from our lockdown I did these trips with my cousin and then I thought well I really want to get that sort of wilderness to myself feeling but how can I do this um, without doing a big walk and so I started doing some research and I found a few places where I could just drive my own car and then pitch a tent and I would have that escape. And that just shows how wild New Zealand really is, that you can drive to the end of a road and that's an established road, but you're still the only person at the end of that road. Uh, usually because I would be doing this 
on the weekdays. I do my best to avoid any sort of interaction with humans, as uh, that's really what I was seeking. I can remember uh, I in our younger for... uh, days as teenagers, we were uh, uh, able to find privacy very easily just in a car. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a big difference now with the amount of locked gates into farms and things like that. And uh, unfortunately, it's just people taking advantage of what was a good thing, and that's access to just wilderness, to mm. the wilds. But there is still little places around there where you still can uh, just go and park, put up a tent, boom, you've got mountains, you've got river, a valley, and if you get the weather right, you've got the stars above you, and I'm sure you'll back me up here, Cam, when you say that the starry sky in New Zealand, especially in the wilderness, is mind-blowing. And if you've only ever lived in a, a big built-up area or a city or whatnot, um, it can almost throw you off your feet how many stars appear in the sky once mm. that is the full night, mm. the full darkness. Mm. Um, here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, it really is quite remarkable. I, ironically, so, also, uh, the lack of stars can throw you off your feet when, very, when they're obscured by blizzard clouds. Um, because mm, you're stuck outside, darkness. because your friend can't find the uh, the hut that you're supposed to go exactly, to. Exactly, as, as yeah. referred in last mission, uh, last uh, yeah, episode. The episode that you haven't listened to, so you have no idea how I've edited it to make you look like uh, the, the, the villain in this story. Well, with that being said, then I can say I have no idea what you're talking about. Not the foggiest. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, so, continue. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so it was a couple of these little trips where I just park, park up and then pull the tent out. But then the draw of the wild started pulling me even more. And I thought, well, where can I get where I'm away from the car just a little bit? And so to do this, I worked out I couldn't just chuck it back with its, my tent and my food and everything on because I just couldn't take the weight on my hip or my back. But if I spread it out into multiple packs, then I could walk with a pack, drop it off, walk back again, pick up another pack, walk back, How and far do I this walk? sort of shuttle process. Yeah, I couldn't walk too far. That's the thing. And so the first time I did this, um, it was quite flat. But then the next time I did this, I went way too far. And thus I worked out this big issue that I had then, I had before hurting myself and uh, I still have now but I'm starting to get a hold of it and that is everything all at once all the time so that's why I love being a mountaineer because you put everything into a mountaineering trip and so there are points where you've really got muscles screaming but you can't let go because if you let go you'll fall to your death and there are points where the going gets tough uh, but you just got to really shut up and get on with it because you can't quit. And it's when you do that and come home again and uh, relive it through pictures and whatnot, hmm. you either never do it again or you love it and you want to do it again um, because it's enjoyable as long as you've got everything under control. And you touched on it quite well last uh, episode where you were in a position where it was dark, there was a blizzard all around you, but you had food with you, you had warmth, you weren't in a position where you knew death was just around the corner, so you kind of just did your best to enjoy it, that's really, so, didn't that's you? That's so, so funny. Do you know what I'm calling the uh, the episode, since you know you haven't heard it yet? Do you know what we're calling it? Yes. Right. Uh, 
Cameron Valley. Too warm to die. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> or something like and that. It's, that. It's, it's definitely too warm to die. I don't know the exact title yet, but that's definitely going to be the tagline. That's good. <laughs> and that's that whole, you could focus on the negatives or... And sometimes there's very few positives, but if you just focus on them, things go turn out. And I won't say much more about our last trip if you haven't heard it, folks, because uh, it's a doozy. It was a good and time. It just showed that staying positive, we still had a good time. Um, and we did survive, by the way. I'll just spoiler alert: we did survive. <laughs> so I started doing these little side trips with two bags, and then eventually and i'm talking over about 13 months uh, i got to the point where i was like right i'm gonna actually grab a pack fill it with my camping gear and do a hike not too far nice. i ended up walking about an hour and a half it took about two hours once i worked out where i was going to camp and it was a real good sort of checked list of getting back to life getting like back to where run, I knew like a like a like absolutely. a like a bunny slope yep yeah it was green run it was a green run hmm. and unfortunately then what started to happen is the stubbornness and the everything all the time started to come back where well I can do that so now I can just go and climb a mountain uh -oh. so I started doing things which were too hard and then I'd get home and be quite down on myself for it being so hard or not achieving what I set out to do um, but still I was still getting out there and doing things and it wasn't all dire at this point in time but then as we know I went and I hurt myself again or re-injured myself I think is probably the better way to put it and I was back to square one where how did you re-injure yourself again so it basically came down to just a simple slip on an ungripped part of the wharf. That's where, right. It was a slip. I remember it was a slip. So just a really simple thing, but because of the sort of lack of strength in my hip, um, as I slipped over in the rain, my right side tried to compensate, which just caused me to completely flip over. And then that just ripped away at all the muscles again. And I felt it. I could... I don't think it made a noise, but in my mind I could hear the noise of everything ripping and graunching, and hmm. it was lovely. And it just oh, put me back, back on my backside. So did you say I was ripping? kind of stuck. Say, I'm sorry, say that again. Ripping and raunching. is that what you said? Graunching. 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 Think of that. That's quite a good describing. Oh, yeah. Think about that, listeners. So. I had to go back up to Christchurch because I went in and saw the, the very basic medical center in um, Tiano, which is great for patching someone up to carry on their way if they've had a major injury in the mountains, but it's not really set up for people that have these long-term injuries. So back up to Christchurch, thinking I'd only be up here for a few weeks. And uh, Cam, that was in April 2022. It is now January 2023 and I'm looking at hopefully starting this whole back to work program in March um, okay. as positive as that sounds we still go back to April when I hurt myself and I was back to square one and back to this I can't go into the outdoors anymore and there was a little bit of time a couple of weeks where that's exactly how I thought I thought well I put all this effort in and look at where I am now Maybe I don't. Maybe I just uh, 
let reality win, but I thought for a while I can't do that. So once again, it was just back to square one and it was driving somewhere where I'd just park up, get my tent out, pitch it, and then have that experience. And uh, it was only just recently, New Year's, so there's a, a mission that people may have seen on NZ Hikes, uh, where I decided, right, I want to camp in a remote valley. And I found one where the walk was not too far. On the uh, guidebook and on the net, it said that it was a 30-minute walk. And to be honest, it took me over an hour, but I did have some camping gear. I did my best to make it as light as possible. Uh, and when I got there, I was uh, near death. But once I dipped my feet in the cooling glacial melt, which was the river flowing beside me, and once I heard the birds chirping and started looking at the views, it just reminded me, reinforced just how important getting out in nature. And like I said at the start, in New Zealand, you can go to a place where you've got these world-class views and there really is, there's no one else there. And for me, that's been the, a really important part of my rehab is being able to relive to an extent what I did for so long, which was all these mountain missions, which at this point now, we're at 596 stories. Wow. It is 596 little stories, which all started when I hurt myself and we got put in lockdown. And I thought, right, What's something that'll help me get through this, but also maybe I can throw out there and will help someone else get through. And well, since then, the uh, old website's growing. And the really good thing I've found personally about that is just other people telling me what they've gone through. And mm. it, it makes you feel a little less, I guess, selfish is the word I always think, but I know that's the wrong word to use. But there are points when you've had a major injury, and I'm sure you would have gone through it when you're sitting up there during COVID in a hospital bed with no one able to visit you, where you think, mm. I must be the most unlucky person in the world. And It's uh, funny really, you say that, yeah, because um, I just remember because I, I'd always sort of wondered because uh, I'd, I'd, always, I'd always been very aware of uh, a, a history in my family. of. Um, so when it happened, I'd always sort of thought that I was sort of overdue for something. I'd been very lucky, never to really have been in a hospital before. Mm. And, uh, and so... I'm there and then I'd always sort of thought, oh, I wonder who'll come and visit me. Well, the answer is nobody. Nobody, yeah. Cameron, will come yeah. and visit you because of COVID. And that is that um, that scary sort of, well, I guess, world we live in now where some people have gone so long being told don't associate with other people because mm -hmm. of COVID. Mm -hmm. And now there's this whole sort of breakdown and socializing and everything like that. Uh, and 10% um, of my students are still wearing masks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a bit of fear at the moment. And that's another reason why I think getting out into the wilderness for me mm. and for many people out there is so important because when you're walking, and definitely if you've injured yourself and the walking hurts, your focus is I've got to get to this place. You're not thinking about the social climate or how much the price of eggs is. It's, I want to get it's to this lot. point. And then once you get there, cheese. you're like, right, cheese. I got here. Oh, cheese. Yes. It's always been bad, uh -huh. but now it's really bad. Yeah. So you're not worried about cheese when uh, all you've got in front of you is untouched wilderness. 
Um, so I guess today's story is really an ongoing story because yeah. as time's gone on, uh, like after that mission in, uh, to the Beely Valley in Arthur's Pass National Park, uh, I was a bit of a wreck for about a week and a half afterwards. Uh, but it was one of those things where I would much rather have done that, cleared my head, got myself ready to tackle the next stage, uh, then just let everything bottled up. And uh, like we did say on the last episode as well, there's lots of people who go through things and never tell anyone that they're going through anything. Mm. And man, it feels good when you uh, when you let it all out. I Absolutely. think it's very important. Talk to each other, communicate. But then also you need some me time. And uh, for me, the best me time is in the wild, in the wilderness. Hmm. It's that. funny, it's uh, one of the reasons I decided to uh, adopt this uh, very relaxed attitude that I'm still trying to beat beat that dead horse with and continue with this episode, is um, that I got up and had some, some me time this morning, you know, and uh, it's Saturday morning, and I just sort of putted around the house, and I was like, I wish we have time to record, but I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do my usual energetic self, so decided to see how that's going. And uh, and that's fine. Excellent. Very good. Excellent. Well, this is take a good care one. of yourselves, folks, because uh, I did get told off. Um, mm-hmm. I go see a psychiatrist now, oh. which is all part of the ACC thing. Excellent. Uh, and that is all thanks to my physio guy, who was that little step in the right direction and knew all this. Unfortunately, uh, with a lot of things in the system, you've got to either search for them yourselves or have someone else look for them because yeah, there's a lot of people out there who don't know what's available to you. Mm. Uh, and here in New Zealand, it's a great system where we pay a lot of tax, but if you hurt yourself, it is so reassuring knowing that you're going to get that yeah, little bit of assistance of, financially yeah. and then it'll repair it as well. Mm. Oh, hey, the other thing I was just thinking of while you were talking... Um, your uh, website there, nzhikes.co.nz. We've really got to work out a way to uh, make it more so easily so that we can uh, direct people to the, the right story for the, the right podcast. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, my, my buddy Laura, uh, who, who pointed that out. She's like, it took me an hour to find the right pictures because I really wanted to see what you were talking about. Um, also, I'm really sorry about that impression, Laura. I don't know why I did that. It's my best impression of you. It's more, more, more a demonstration of how poor I am at impressions than anything on you. Well, well, may I speak to Laura? And uh, the best thing to do, and everyone can do this now, is there's a search bar that's been put on there by my cousin. Thank you very much, Dory Media, for helping me out with the website. And so, for instance, if we're talking about the Milford Track or whatnot, you can just chuck in Milford Track, and that will narrow down, uh, as I said, all of those 596 stories uh, to more to what you're after. Um, Each story as well does have a hashtag and a number beside it. Uh, But today's one, it was many stories, actually. Uh, So it was a lot of, uh, yeah, just little mini missions, which have become part of the website and become part of the recovery. Yeah, and your mini missions are ongoing, right? Absolutely, yep. Awesome, yep. cool. All right, now, Mark, uh, I'd now very much like to invite you to take part in Talking to Rio with Mark and Cam. But, Excellent. But, 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 but,
thank you everyone for joining mm-hmm. us here on Talking Today with Mark and Cam. Well, let's get right into it, shall we? Mark, now this is a place name. Uh, oh, but of course, let's explain the rules as always. Uh, now I will be uh, explaining, uh, spelling out um, a Māori word. Mark will then attempt to say the Māori word with the correct indigenous uh, pop- uh, pronunciation. Uh, we will then follow that up uh, with the pronunciation where you don't bother to try and pronounce it the correct way. Uh, followed by the confused North American attempt at the same, same word. Uh, would you agree, Mark, that that's pretty much how the game works? Um, all for it. And uh, as we've said before, there's uh, no insult. We're not doing anything that <laughs> we want to uh, get anyone angry Every episode you say that. Every episode. Do you reckon we keep just saying it every episode in case someone, this is the first episode they've ever heard? And so we we're always be, picking up new listeners. So, yeah, uh, right. So in case they're not just and if right. if you've lived in New Zealand long enough, you will fully understand <laughs> what we mean. Um, and then if you've got kids growing up here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, you'll understand that those guys know a lot more te reo than mm-hmm. the uh, elder generation. So it's put in the schools quite a lot here, which is really cool. It's it's really cool yeah. to to know that that's happening. <clears throat> it's awesome. All right, so here we go. So. Uh, it's a place, and it is T E space P U K E. All right, I'd like to solve the uh, problem. Go it is Tipuke. Well done. Full marks, ten out of ten instantly. Oh. No trouble at all there. Now, I'm now going to challenge you to follow that up. Uh, please, the uh, traditional not bothering to pronounce it New Zealand way. All right, mate. Well, I'm just going to um, head off to uh, T Puke. Or T Puke. T No, wait. No, 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 no. I have to disagree with you here. I'm stepping in. I'm stepping in. No, I'm going to do this. Oh, where are you going? Oh, to Pookie? <laughs> yeah. No, no, Tabuki. I'm sorry, where? Tabuki. I think my one Brilliant. Right what do you think? Brilliant. No, that's there good. That's go. good. There you go, there you go. Alright, now compute confused North American. Now, by the way, everyone, uh, I had a friend who is North American and this was his confused interpretation of this, and this was one of the funniest I have ever heard. <clears throat> T puke, what the hell kind of place name is that? <laughs> and if you do look at it in the way it's written, folks, you'll understand yeah, why yeah, that yeah, could be yeah. thought. Um, and another classic yeah. um, vowel word, which catches a lot of people. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. You did really well on that one, um, and I had to, I had to uh, practice that one a little bit to make sure I had had that one right in my head. But I'm pretty confident now that, uh, that we both said it pretty well. Yeah. Alright, um, what do you got lined up for us next week, Mark? Well, next week, um, whether it works, we're not sure. So if you start listening to the next episode and we don't mention it at all, um, you'll know that it didn't quite work out. But I'd like to bring in that cousin of mine, the uh, man with 
oh. the little truck, and we're going to have our first guest. Wow. Um, now, we've never done this before. We're very new, as you can tell, by eight episodes. We're, uh, we're, we're getting there, but we're still quite new to it. So I'm just going to work out how we can get multiple people on it. Um, but hopefully, we're going to have Adam Crouchley come on board. Oh, I love uh, Adam. I haven't seen that guy in years. So, uh, fan of the show and a person who's known Cam nearly as long as me. So, uh, it'd be great to have him on board. And uh, while we are wrapping things up, Cam, um, just throw it out there again, folks. nzhikes.co.nz is where you can go and visit and read all the stories, but also it's where you can get involved with the Active Hearts Foundation. Mm. And a good way to do that at the moment is by buying yourself the first of the NZ Hikes books, which is called Happy Hikes and Hurt Hips. Now, it's a book of very basic stories, easy to read, and the main thing is that you have pictures and also the good feeling knowing you're helping others because all yeah. of the uh, money made outside of paying the publishing company goes to the Active Hearts Foundation and they do a lot of good work over in Nepal. Uh, now we have got dates, end of October, that's where I'll be heading and of course we'll still be doing the podcast by then and I'll be talking more about it by then. But at the moment, uh, if you do want to get involved, if you want to help out, jump on the website, buy yourself a book. Now, Canadian fans, we've got a big announcement for all of our Canadian fans, and that is that I'm going to send over around about 10, maybe even 20 books to Cam himself, and that is going to completely nullify any issues with postage. So um, keep your eyes on this space, because we're going to send those books over to the northern hemisphere and if you are keen on helping out getting a book and having a look at what's going on in the book and also what's going on with active hearts that is featured in the book as well mm. uh, yeah you'll be able to get it quite easily from cam and so uh, also listeners on. in the united states as well very very easy yes. to get that get that to you as well yes the uh, the longest uh, unpatrolled stretches of border in the entire world Oh, not, not that I'm going to smuggle the book across. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good you might need to. Oh, dear. Now, we are still, of course, folks, running our five-star uh, Oh, yes, review. the promotion. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're still, still doing running. it. Um, hey, Mark, you and me should cut a trailer where we, uh, where we announce it or something. Um, yeah, so we should, I don't know. Yeah, so it's close. It's close to when we'll we'll pull out a uh, a winner. So oh, well, you know, you, you, you know what? At the time of recording, they don't even know because we announced it last episode, and last episode hasn't been even been posted yet. So they don't, they wow. don't even know about it at the time we're recording this. So we're talking about something that no one knows about, but they don't know yeah. about yet. But, but then by the time it. by the time we record the next episode, they'll know about it, and they would have maybe. Some of them would have done it, and we could maybe announce it. But they're going to be waiting a long time before they before they know who did it. But folks, you'll get your, you'll get the books eventually. I'm sure yep, Bevan's Bevan's listening right now, and he's he's reading yep. through his Happy. book. And a very satisfied look on his face. Satisfied, absolutely. <laughs> and on that uh, note of cheering ourselves yeah, on as the greatest people ever. Very good. <laughs> now, um, also, folks, remember you can check us out on Instagram, uh, nzhikes.co.nz. Uh, it's Facebook slash NZ Hikes. Uh, send us an email, bushwhacked not the wrestlers at gmail.com. 
Um, oh, and uh, also, we did some brainstorming and we came up with our official uh, hashtags that we're going to be concentrating on. Can I find them or am I too useless to do that in this way? No, here they are. Alright, yeah, it's uh, on a mish, ended hikes, bushwhacked, podcast travel, hiking, Aotearoa, wilderness addicts, tramping, humour, adventure. I think that sounds, sums up everything. That sums us up, that's about it. Um, oh, and we have Twitter followers now, who we don't personally yes. know. Big yes. milestone for us. <laughs> yep. See, we're not aiming high, guys. We're not going for um, number one podcast in the world. No. We're just going for fun and information. Well, like every good podcast, I think we operate a very niche market. Yeah, that's what yes. we're looking for. All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening, as always. And, um, yeah, this has been very relaxed, uh, Kevin Clark. And uh, once again, this has been Bushwick, not the restless. Kaki Tiana. Got a folks, Kaki Tay. All right. Oh, nice. All right. You might need to turn yourself up in a few places, though. Because <laughs> you got real quiet. Oh, did I? Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh, this might be an editing nightmare. This might be a horrible experiment. <laughs> <laughs>